Well, you're a not a very good dog him. owner, Chris. Yeah. I've had a what dog for 19 years old. And let me tell you something you're about this dog. Stop bitching about it. I Mike, mean, it's let a, me tell you about a this. dog that's living. What this is wrong with you? This wasn't the greatest dog in the world to begin with. This well, dog would attack. Well, why'd you have it for 19 years? Yeah. What are you going to do? Give away for adoption. What are you going to do? You would adopt it out if you don't like the dog, and then you keep it for 19 years, and then you're talking about how you want to put it down and slit his throat. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Mike, I don't want to put it down. My wife wants to put it down. She didn't say that. I know, Amy. She absolutely did. Now, that was a eulogy for the ages. <laughs> Eight o'clock. Yeah. On you know, sports. What's funny about that? I'm sorry, but you know what came yesterday hmm. in the mail? The urn the with the gas of ashes. You decided to keep them. COD. Really? Yes. <laughs> did you opt for that? I didn't take or my wife did, so I don't know. No. So we did on the first dog. We didn't on the second one. COD, so. baby. Interesting. Interesting. Corpse on delivery. All right. It is 8.01 on Sports Radio 1310-967, the ticket. You got the tee box. That's Craig Rosengarten. I'm Rick Arnett. We're at the greatness of Park Place Motor Cars in Fort Worth today, down on Bryant Irvin Road, and uh, one of our favorite haunts coming down here today. And you can get rates as low as 0.99%, up to 72 months on selected models. And like 72 months? Yeah. That's rock star right there. That is pretty good. 2019 GLA 250 lease. That's uh, 389 a month. So check that out here. And uh, posted that on Twitter. I don't know, Rick. They have in their pre-owned department. They have a 2014 LaFerrari convertible. Really? Has your name written all over it. What's that going to cost? If you want it? Uh, Before you negotiate. With okay, so it's part. it's five years old. It's got 21,000 miles. Which so it's is, got a lot of miles. Well, it's about 5,000 a year. For a Ferrari, eh, maybe most of those probably put a thousand on it, two thousand, okay. something like that, one hundred twenty-two. Okay, and what would that be new? Oh, it's in the two hundreds, over two hundred, okay. maybe three hundred. Just depends. Depends how you got it loaded. So if you're it's really nice into those kind of vehicles, it's nice looking. Good starter one, isn't it? A <laughs> good starter Ferrari, right? <laughs> right? Yes. You know everything's relative. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty. I looked at it all the way around. It's uh doesn't have a blemish on it. So pretty cool stuff here at Park Place Motor Cars in Fort Worth. It screams your name. My name? Yeah, it's yes. convertible, Craig. You've it's always convertible. You're pining for one. You know, I I love the Mercedes. I had one and I uh a while back, but I'm in I'm into the quiet ride. I was just gonna say that will have a little too much noise for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you like church quiet. You like library quiet cars. Me, not so much. Not so much. All right, so this week is the Open Championship. Depending on where you're from, you either call it the British Open, call it the Open Championship, or merely the Open. And I've never seen a major with so many names, and it doesn't really matter. But uh, fun stuff. There's bright sunshine today. Everybody's in shirt sleeves. Tomorrow might get a little dicey again. But you still got to navigate those greens, man. Those things are very subtle. Very, they're they're almost Augusta like. Where if you don't get it on the right, I don't know, ten foot right. patch, it's, right. it could be rolling off anywhere. Um, but we have a lot to get to today on that. Uh, 
T-Box also sponsored by IdealGolfer.com. You can get the greatness of Water Chase. Water Chase hasn't been up on Ideal Golfer since 2011. You can get it for 35 bucks, including weekends. And also, the great one of my favorite courses down in the Hill Country, Wolf Dancer. It's Love one of your favorites. that course. And you can get a twosome for 99 You can get a single for 49 That's a 71% savings. And wow. I, I think you should get it. Because uh, if you ever get down to the Hill Country, it's one of the, I don't know, it's one of those courses that just fit my eye, and I fell in love with it immediately. So check that out as well. And we also have the Avid Golfer Tournament coming up on August 10th at Thorn Tree. Mere 99 bucks, and you get a lot of goodies, including a dozen golf balls, a shirt, a uh, glove. Yeah. Yeah, I love that glove. Love that glove. It's what, What's that called? It's it's a one-size-fits-all, which normally wouldn't it's, be my bit. But. It's the um, zero friction, but... Um, it's the one that Johnny Miller endorsed because it was a Cabretta letter. Cabretta. Cabretta. Thank you. You're welcome. It's leather. Yes. <laughs> you got that. Yeah. Rich Corinthian leather. Yeah, there you go. On your hand. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love it. I we uh, I went down to the lake, and I brought my I brought an old golf club. We were hitting balls off the dock. And I'm thinking, I'm going to bring this down here and see if anybody. And everybody had different. All guys had different you know size hands and so forth, and it fit everybody. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. And I'm a. Golf aficionado, I mean golf glove aficionado. So, all right, we have Kern out here engineering. Good morning to you. Good morning. He's uh, he's very loyal. He always wears an avid golfer shirt. He does. He's a we don't. You have one on now. Uh, it doesn't have the logo on it. What the hell, dude. Right. Well, look at you. You've never worn one. Yeah, but that's one. I got Texas Junior Golf Court yeah. Tour. Don't we own that company? Uh, what's yeah, on my yeah. hat? Uh, well, I don't know what's on your head. Texas Junior I, Golf I, Tour. I don't we own look. that company? I never look. See, I, I don't pay attention. He's promoting the new ventures. Yes, he yeah. is. Yes, he is. They have a tournament this weekend. They just were done. We just with, had one, uh, right? Yeah, Broadwood. Nice, very so. cool. So check all that out. Back at the station, we have just Sam Madison running the morning. Morning to you. Good morning. How's your week? It was great. Nice. So good. Okay. All right. And then he was Sam. on. He was on all week. He was doing. He oh, did you a did great you? job producing. Or uh, what? Yeah, Country Force. We did afternoon drive all week. Nice. I wasn't working with those boys. Uh, about what you would expect. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It was it was awesome. We had a great time. That's a good answer. That is a really good answer. And then Samuel Hale, who I follow on Twitter, Uh-oh. Samuel Hale likes to likes to dip his fingers into or dip his toes into the political dip his fingers. Well, it could be that <laughs> fingers toes. What am I doing, Rick? You can do whatever you want. Oh my! Well, you know. <laughs> Don't you ever do that to check how hot or Dip cold the water fingers? is? That's what I do. Okay. Sure. Yeah. If you want to call it that, Rick, we can call it that. But you uh, you like to delve into the uh, political side of things. I mean, it's just my place to talk about whatever. That's how I kind of see it. You know, That's the really? easiest way. To, I'm not going to do it here, so I might as well do it in a place where I feel comfortable. Well, I'm not I'm not chastising or anything. I'm, I'm thinking that that's pretty cool because usually millennials don't seem to worry too much about politics oh no i mean i i think it's you know i i see twitter as a place where you talk about whatever you want to talk about and that's something that very much interests me and kind of gets me in a place where i can get a little fired up and throw out a little hso and hmm. so i spend my i spend my time there i probably do it too much but you know kind of like oj just like oj <laughs> yeah i'm a, i'm like oj in a lot of ways you have the same amount of uh followers no, uh okay. probably not uh, is oj up to a million yet that's a good question. I haven't followed like him. Like the first you? or second I'm not, day, I am he was not following three hundred thousand. I would never follow. Are you gonna follow? You he still has follow. no blue check, but he's got eight hundred and sixty-three thousand right now. Good hell, Twitter's still eight hundred sixty-three thousand people's 
thinking. So my question about the blue check, every time I, I just browse by it, they say they're not adding anymore. Is that an old link? I'm not sure. I haven't heard. I just know that what I, I think the way it used to work is you had to send a letter in to you Twitter. Do. You do. It's but, really uh, complicated to get verified. It yeah. makes very little sense. Ironically enough, Dave Lane on the top of my Twitter feed right now has a blue check. Yeah. Probably should ask him. I'm not sure it matters much, but, um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I'm uh, to have a badge. So I follow at uh, Samuel Hale. Mm-hmm. By the way, Samuel Hale has 984 followers. Nice. So if you really want to go look a little bit politically mm-hmm. into the that generation, it's the Samuel Hale. Yeah, if you want politics, Japanese wrestling, and WNBA, I am the Twitter timeline for you. You're gonna you're gonna be super served by my. Twitter is that timeline. sumo or is that just another type of wrestling? No, no, it's it's like professional wrestling just in Japan. I I've never gotten into sumo yet, but there's still plenty of time. You know, assuming I don't die this morning. I'm looking and seeing. I'm looking to see a political post. Oh, I saw about three of them yesterday. Yeah, really? go, go find. The, there's a thread there. You can you can go find it. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, He's going to run for office one day. Oh, God, no, I am not. <laughs> Come on. Oh, you'd rather just bash him on the sidelines? And... I mean, I don't think you want people like me in office. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I'm misreading the situation. Be a disruptor. A disruptor. Well, I mean, I would definitely be disruptive if I was in political office. That much I can definitely confirm. Hmm. All right. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm finding myself less and less on social media, especially Facebook. I only post a couple things if I blog. Other than that, I don't get near it. I've, I've just lost interest. The worst a lot of platform. I can't. I'm still looking for political. <laughs> huh? Do you want me to send it to you, Craig? Just Would that help you out? Trust me. Okay. I'm just trying to give you a little love. Well, Samuel no, I appreciate Hale. it. It's just it seems like you're struggling. I want to help you help me. Like, wait a minute. How many times? How many, t- how many times have you, <laughs> you been the ticker guy on this show? Yeah, it's Saturday you morning. It seems like o'clock. I'm str- struggling. I mean, it's it's been just about a year calendar, now. We're coming up on about a year. Just check the calendar. All right, let's get this show on the road. Let's go talk about the Open. We have some good nuggets coming up next. We have leaderboards. We have a an alternate tournament called the Barbasol, and we need to bring that up. And a very, very, very timely and um, surprising eagle. Ooh. Okay, we'll talk about that next on The Ticket. Good morning. It is Saturday. The 20th of July, and this is the tea box and this is Open Week out at Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland. They're playing on right now, and the best scores we've seen so far is three under for the day. Sanghune Park and Lucas Glover are both three under. There you go. And, and they're both Graham McDowell five finished. and six holes. Yeah, I mean. that's pretty good. Well, there's sunshine out there. It doesn't look like a lot of wind. So uh, the leaders will be teeing off around 8 o'clock our time, 8.30 our time. So this is one of those fun days for us. Right when we, we get, get off watch the air, golf. though. That's okay. That's okay. And then tomorrow I'll be hunkering by the channel, and it'll be over by about 2, unless there's a playoff. But then you have time to do other stuff. This segment brought to you by the greatness of Club Corp. We played uh, the greatness of Craig Ranch yesterday, a new Club Corp property. Which, by the way. We actually did play. We played with uh, a couple of our friends and somebody who claims his family. <laughs> yes. Which, um, and we had some very timely birdies yesterday. Playing for a sizable amount of money, five bucks a hole. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? If money's on the line, 
He came through. Means something. Yeah, he came through. And on the 14th hole yesterday from 284 yards out, one of us hit the green and was about 45 feet away from the from the hole and drained the putt. An eagle, baby. None other than Rick Arnett. Yep. That was fun. Can't get a hole in one. Yeah, no. an easy one-putt eagle on a par four. And that thing was tracking. I was thinking, now this would be the way to get your first hole in yeah. one. Right? Yeah, that was yeah. fun. That was fun. So. Yeah, good group. I like that group a lot. And uh, the course is fantastic and in great shape, too. Man, the Craig Ranch is just superb. Yeah. So check it out. It's one of the Club Corp properties in here in the Metroplex. All right. We're at uh, Park Place Motor Cars in Fort Worth today, right up Ryan Irvin Road. The, the uh, lobby. Hey, what did you shoot yesterday? Okay, I had an eagle and a birdie and shot an 84. So I had some others. So there were 16 not-so-good holes. Well, I had some pars, but, yeah, I had a triple, a couple dubs. Tough conditions yesterday. Was, wind was blowing. I but just had still... play, I hadn't played 18 holes. You know me. I'm a nine-hole guy. Yeah. And I just uh, – it was fun, though. Actually, I was I was engaged the entire 18 yeah. holes because the group was fun. Well, you're playing for five bucks. Five bucks is five bucks. <laughs> yeah, it is. So <laughs> the people that are – playing with us or laughing at that comment um <laughs> yeah the lobby's already uh already pretty full getting their cars I saw worked a stat on. they they wash 150 cars a day here yep that's a lot that's a lot they uh saturdays when it's a day like this and there's going to be re- very little rain in the forecast it saves you 15 out. bucks a week right at least yeah yeah there's one i go to on uh on Beltline near our office, and that does a pretty good car wash for sixteen bucks. Yeah, so you're talking about fifteen bucks a week. Yeah, it's another thousand dollars of savings just to come to Park Place. Isn't that amazing? A year, and that's at any Park Place. So let's say you buy your car here. Yeah, but for some reason you have to take a client out, and you're in Dallas, and something's not right with the car. It looks a little smudgy. You can take it over to Park Place uh, dealer over there. They'll do it. So that's if you buy, you have to buy the car from Park Place. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Just put a park place, uh, you know. So if I had a 1997 Mercedes uh-huh. that I bought here mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yep. And I went up to their Lexus dealer up in Grapevine. Yep. I can just go yep. wash my car. Yep. That's the beauty of park place, baby. It's pretty cool. How about that? All right, 8.30, we'll get into the leaderboard talk. We have two of them to talk about this week. Then at 8.50, um, Craig and I briefly discussed this, and there's a pretty noted golf teacher that I thought came up with some two one one was a good idea one was a little harebrained talk about that at uh 850 and then at 910 read a good article on Craig won't like this but a really good article on reducing the work week <laughs> pros and cons and then at 930 um give you a leaderboard update and some of the prop bets that were out this week some of them were kind of interesting I like the ones of who they're going to hug first. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that if at they 930. Win, they win. Yep. Like, that's rock stars. All right. But first, a couple things. So, first one this week was I'm becoming, I'm beginning to like Brooks Kepka way, way more. He just, for some reason, he's he's got kind of a quirky personality. He's not terribly engaging, but something about him I like. He's, like, very self-assured, but not too cocky, I guess. I, I, I can't. He he's like um, down. not in the way he plays, but you ever remember like when Barry Sanders mm-hmm. he just went and played. Yeah, he didn't 
You know, scored a touchdown, just handed the we ball were, to the we ref. Were, yeah, we were ta- you know, we were talking to Emmett Smith and Emmett Smith was like doing all this stuff and we mm-hmm. talked to the media and nothing wrong with that, Emmett. I mean sure. it just it was different. It was almost like he acted like he's been there. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't need I don't need this. I mean I'm I'm here to win. And it's like he just that's all he Yeah, it's just matter of fact, I guess is like the word. <laughs> well some people might think that when he's when Brooks Kappa kinda of di- dismisses the non majors when he goes, uh, you know, I don't even practice for a non-major. I just show up. Yeah. And he still shoots pretty well. Yeah. I mean, there was remember Carlos Franco? He never even hit balls on the driving range before a round. I always thought that was kind of amazing. Yeah. But this week, he's playing. His regular caddy is a member at Royal Portrush. Right. And so he has intimate knowledge of that course. And Tiger texts text Brooks and says, hey, how about a little practice round? Thinking to get some good intel. Brooks never responded. <laughs> just ghosted not him. That, not even that. Even when he <laughs> Funny. sent him a congratul- congratulations on winning his last major, uh-huh. didn't answer that either. <laughs> well, you know, Tiger's uh, infamous for doing that as well. Is he that right? He won't return a lot of texts either. But even though this kinder, gentler Tiger, uh, I thought that was kind of funny. I got a big kick out of that. By the way, we're going to talk about him. Do we want to do it now? We could do that now because something happened for the first time in 83 majors this week. Care to guess what that was? Um, he acted like he didn't even care that he missed a cut. Maybe, but that's not the one. This is a uh, this is actually a stat. Okay, it's the first time in eighty three majors when both of them both of them have played that both Tiger and Phil missed the cut in the same event. Yeah, they're getting up there in years. You know, he gr- the first tee shot that he hit on Thursday, he grimaced. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I've said to you when when we didn't I didn't pick him for the Masters and he won the Masters. I just don't trust him. I know he was playing well because he'd won the Tour Championship. Yeah, I just don't trust him. That that body is beaten to hell, especially in cold weather. And you know, he's just as likely to win the Masters next year mm-hmm. as he is to miss all four cuts in the majors. Yep. Yeah. That's, his, I, that's just, his one place. He knows keep, that. But you just can't. His body's at that point. Well, he hadn't, he hadn't played one round of golf competitively since. I don't think because he could. Yeah. Well, you know what? He went, it's funny. He went to Thailand for two weeks with his kids. Yeah. It's a good little family vacation. Yeah, it good. is. But at some point, and I don't know. You, you know, he's got a private jet. He goes anywhere he wants. I don't right. know if, if that inactivity hurt him or helped him. But I'll tell you what is bad is, is the weather. When that weather got down and it was cold and rainy, and we, if you have a bad back, you're toast. I mean, I, every once in a while, my back gets sore. I'll put on a heated seat and yeah. just, just kind of, you know, take out the kinks a little bit. Ha, ha, ha. Rick's got heated seats. But everybody does these days. <laughs> um, you have heated seats, Kern? I do not. Oh, never mind. Sorry, Kern. <laughs> <laughs> Should have got it. It's a lifesaver. <laughs> But I felt for him. It, yeah, you're right. I think it was the first time he just said, you know what? I'm almost glad I missed it. Almost. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he's already home, and he's probably got his uh, electric blanket working and whatever else he's doing. Might be listening to us on the stream. He even he even admitted, he goes, you know, my body just only has so much. Yep. And it's going to be like this for the rest of my career. I'm going to have to really pick and choose. He was going to play Memphis next week. And, he backed, out, and he backed out yeah. of it. He already, he already By the way, thank is that Ricky Fowler? Is he sporting a mullet? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He kind of looks like he's got a little cheesy stash going. He looks like, a, he, you know, he's a motocross rider back in the day. Right. Looks like he's going back to his roots. 
The last note is about a caddy. Caddy was playing in a U.S. Am this uh-huh. week. U.S. Am qualifier. That's two rounds in one day. You're, you're, for the most part, if you're really wanting to do this, you're you're strapping on your own bag, mm-hmm. and you're playing 36 holes. Yeah, but he pars the first two holes. He winds up shooting an alleged on the first on the first round, first 18, 194, and they said that's not right. It'd be 123 over par. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. Because the scorecard will only go up to 19 per hole. Uh-huh. And he had a couple that were more. I think he shot a, what, a 202? Uh, yes, 202. A 202. He shot a 202 in a U.S. amateur qualifier. That guy should be banned from golf for life. That's not right. Oh, you talk about protecting the field. How would you like to be the guys that played with him? Yeah. The worst. And he's a 2.2 handicap. He's, I've seen him in other his scorecards in other events. That he was, hasn't. He's that was I heinous. Don't, I don't think he's a legit two point two because I saw his scores, but they're anywhere between seventy seven and eighty five. Okay, that's not a two. So even if you shoot in the nineties, it's yeah. kind of you know I've seen pff, me. All of a sudden you get in some tournament play and you got to put everything out and play by the rules and everything down. Yeah, nineties definite, definite possibility, but a two hundred two or one ninety four. There were times they said he was hitting away from the hole on purpose. Like, he wasn't even aiming at the hole. He was aiming, ah, wherever. I'm going to go hit it over here. And that's, could a you guy, imagine? that's a guy who's got severe mental issues. He's got something. And it's interesting. He's a regular caddy for Matt Every. Every. I bet not anymore. Yeah, I hope not. He's got some other charges, too. Uh, let me see. In charge of first-degree domestic battery by strangulation. 2014 so he's got yeah he's got some issues but a 202 or 194 whatever you want to call it yeah that is <laughs> domestic violence by strangulation i mean that's up there right pretty inexcusable here's the thing if you have that on your record yes can you date well, you, all of a sudden you would you, you have to make that you go on Tinder or wherever, and all of a sudden you start to you know see a girl, and she goes, "Hmm, I'm a strangulator." Let me look. Let me look. <laughs> her, let me look him up on online. See who you know. See if he's married. See if we, no. Well, no, he's not married, but he's got domestic violence through strangulation. And he did shoot a two hundred two. Well, I, I may I may still date it. Well, not me, but <laughs> <laughs> Mark. I knew you were into something. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. That was brought to you by the greatness of Arcus Golf. Go to ArcusGolf.com and get their Players Prime program. You can get all the range models you want at any of their golf courses here in the Metroplex. You get uh, discounts on any round of golf, and you get a free Crush Burger. So how about that? Check it out at ArcusGolf.com. All right, they're playing on right now. We'll tell you who's making some moves on the leaderboard, and we have another tournament that some, has some local ties. Talk about that next. Huh multitude of reasons you should go there you can check out the magazine the new magazine this month has none other than todd hamilton on the cover it's apropos because it's the 15th anniversary is his big win in the british open how cool is that that is cool and it was fun it was a great fun article too. yeah yeah really cool you can check out the blog when i decide to post something you can check out uh, course reviews car reviews restaurant reviews um what else oh, ideal golfers on there you can check that out as well and we have the greatness of our next golf tournament, August 10th, 
It's a Saturday, 2 o'clock at Thorntree. Yeah, fun stuff. You can, um, well, first off, you get to play Thorntree, which has been private up until, you know, last summer. Last summer. Mm-hmm. So you get to go play Thorntree. I like it. Fun course on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. You get a shirt from Chase 54, which you have on now. I do. Nice shirts. Love the shirts. And you get a dozen golf balls. Ah. You get a one of those cool gloves you've been talking about. Uh-huh. You get um, a chance to win ten grand on a hole in one. At uh, hundred yards. Hundred yards. We have not given one of those away. And yet. It, it makes I, enough. If you think you can beat a two hundred two in a, in a <laughs> score, I bet you think one swing you can make one from hundred yards. Yeah, I I do every time. I think I can make one. So that's fun. Close to the pin prizes. It's a lot of fun. It's only ninety nine bucks. Yeah, it's our cheapest. Oh, one ever. by the way. Hmm. We got pourings by Johnny Walker and Kettle One. Nice. So Kettle One's going to be out there feeding you drinks, and Johnny Walker's going to be out Golf there. Golf swing lubricators, drinks. baby. So, yes, as Michael Black said, he's officially intrigued. I bet he is. So, so check it out. It's August 10th. It's Thorn Tree. It's a two o'clock shotgun on a Saturday. And check it all out at myavidgolfer.com. All right, 8.38 on the ticket. Good Saturday morning to you. The open Saturday morning is, I'm going to say, about. Uh, Half the field, maybe a little bit more, have already teed off. Leaders tee off about 8.30 our time, 8.30, quarter to 9. And we're at the greatness of Park Place Motor Cars in Fort Worth on Bryant Irvin Road. You can get a 2019 GLA 250. And that's the uh, their entry-level SUV, and it's only $389 a month. Wow. How about that? And we have a sponsor back at the station. Texans Can Cars for Kids. And the greatness of the city of Arlington, you can play the Incredible, incredible new Texas Rangers golf course. You can play the highly rated Tierra Verde and the very popular Lake Arlington. It's quite a little trio they have out there that Greg mm-hmm. Duranty oversees. So check that out, City of Arlington. All right, um, 850. The swing teacher for Brooks Kepka and Gary Woodland, he's a crusty old goat, and he had <laughs> some pretty interesting takes on certain things. We'll talk about that at 850. And then at 910... Pros and cons of a shorter work week. We'll get Craig's thoughts as the, uh, the as an entrepreneur. And then at nine thirty, uh, some prop bets. See how those are doing in our uh, at the the prop bets that were uh, offered propositioned this week or propped <laughs> out. But first, we have a couple leaderboards. We have the open going on right now, and the leaders be a little while before they tee off. Be J. B. Holmes and Shane Lowry. Two interesting stories. Shane Lowry, he's from Ireland. I wouldn't have picked him as the as the lead Irishman in this week. And J.B. Holmes, who after he won the Genesis out in L.A., I think he's missed like seven cuts Six in a cuts row. Six cuts in a row, yeah. Yeah, he's looked horrible. He had one like tie for 45th, and then the rest of them were missed cuts or one withdrawal and five mm-hmm. missed cuts. It was, yeah, you, he's not a guy you're thinking, hmm, he may do something this week. Yep. And I, here's the thing. I like him. I like his game. Mm-hmm. You know, he hits the ball low and long. Um, but anybody really think he's going to stay up there? No. No, I don't. But what do I know? Um, Tommy Fleetwood. I picked him this week. I like his game. He hasn't done especially well at the British Open for some crazy reason, but he's won back at 7-under along with Lee Westwood, who would be the oldest golfer to make – to win his first major after the age of 46. That would be a great – how cool – How? okay, so he's not American. He's not one of those tragic heroes here. Mm-hmm. 
but how big of a story would that be if he was in contention Sunday morning? So he's finished round. second t- three times. He's finished third in a major six times. Hey, he's been up there. Yep. He's been top five Solid in the world player. for forever. His girlfriend's catting for him. Good for him. And he still shoots well, amazingly <laughs> enough. Uh, then you have uh, Cameron Smith from Australia. He's a six under. Justin Harding. Justin Rose. All at six under par. Then you got the Brooks Kepka. So Brooks Kepka, interesting note on him. Playing with Justin Rose. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a that's gonna be a rock star pairing right there. So Brooks Kepka, who is the new major terminator, that's his fourteenth round in the sixties in his last eighteen played major championships. He's been under par his last nineteen. Gosh. That is just incredible. Fifth player since 2000 being the top 10 through 36 holes of all four majors in a season. The others, Tiger, Ernie, VJ, Dustin. So uh, he's 35 under in the majors this year. Third best score to par over the last 30 years. Huh. How about that? I mean, he's just annihilating. He's solid, and he's right there. Um, he's, he's tough to bet against. And then you have Jordan Spieth. So Jordan Spieth, his putting has been off the charts, and so is his driving. His driving has been off the planet. He's hit five fairways the first two days, but his scrambling is unbelievable. I mean, and he's getting he's extricating. Hey, I think himself. we're off the air. We're off the air. I just got three text messages that we're off the air. Hmm. I can still hear you back here. Can you okay, hear us? good. Never mind. My friends are. My friends are. That's yeah, all right. Got three of uh, three messages. So. We'll move on. Anyway, yep. Okay. So you have uh, Hen- Henrik Stenson is now at five under. By the way, you move back to day. Jordan for a minute. Yeah. He is seventy fifth in FedEx Cup points right now. Yep. I can't believe he's seventy. I mean, he had, really has had one good event. That's the. Uh, he's had three top tens, and he had them in a row. He? he had three top tens in a row. PGA. He had uh, the Schwab, and he had Memorial. Okay. Three in a row. But other than that, he's so, been incredibly pedestrian. Yes, and so 75th, he's not all the way through the FedEx Cup nope. event. So, I mean, he's got to step up. Yeah, he's, but he's his driving is crazy. And he, he's had new irons this week. These Titleist T100s, I think they're called. Take your word for it. Yeah, and uh, but his approaches, his, his strokes gained approaches are horrible. I mean, just horrible. Yeah. But his putting's been great. Here's the dicey side for him. So the first two rounds, he's 16th and I think third in scoring. Third and fourth rounds, 194th and 202, I think. Fourth round scores. So his weekends have been deplorable. Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting I mean, for him. He's making cuts and he's not doing anything. I thought he was missing a lot of cuts early on. Uh, not, not so many. He's just he's just not him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if there's ever going to be a slump buster for him, it would be either the Masters or the British Open. Those are the two tournaments he seems to do really well in. Yeah. He's got, I think he's got the best scoring average the last five years at the Open. So he, he's five under along with Kepka and Andrew Putnam and Dylan Fratelli. And now Henrik Stenson. Well, I'm just saying that the yeah. three guys, the mm-hmm. four guys who are – so I'm thinking, okay, he gets – It'd be good to to be with Kepka because mm-hmm. you're watching the best in the world and say, okay, I got to stay with him. Or it'd be good to be with Dylan Fratelli because he won a national championship with that guy. Right. But now he gets paired with Andrew Putnam. I know. And it's like, all right, well, Andrew Putnam's not a bad player, and no. he's also five under two. But it's not the, you know, I, I it, it's I wonder if he looks at that and goes, man, what a what a bad draw. I could have been with either of those two guys. 
Yep. So, um, anybody else would know Patrick Reed, four under, John Rom four under. He was a uh, highly picked favorite this week because he's done really Leading well across early the Thursday. Uh-huh. I mean, really far, too. It looked like he wasn't going to be stopped. Then he came back to earth. Sergio, two under. But I want to go down to the guys that missed the cut. Okay. Because that's where it that. gets crazy. So, Jason Day missed the cut by one. He's had Stevie Williams on his bag for a number of events, I think starting at the PGA, I think. And he's kind of – they've stuck with each other. I wonder how much longer Stevie Williams sticks around. I mean, when you've, when you've caddied for Tiger for so long, and at least you're going to be around for the weekend. Right. Back when he, in his day, right? Jason Day is a very hit and miss, and he hasn't won in two years. So um, He's still a top – I know he is. Tw- I think he's 12th yeah. in the world. But he's just so. not – he, I expect more out of him. Rory McIlroy missed the cut by one. He shot a 79 and then missed the cut by one. We were out on the golf course. I didn't get to see hardly any of this t- until I saw it on tape. But he was within one shot of making the cut. And looked like on 18, he hit a really good iron shot, and mm-hmm. just the, the slopes and moguls of the green just got him. The new quirky rule they have at Royal Portrush where they actually have OB stakes inside the course. I mean, it's like not even hitting it out of – I'm talking about out of of bounds. They had out of bounds inside. Right. And he pulled his tee shot left on Thursday. His first swing. First swing. So he had to re-tee it up. Then he had to play an unplayable lie. He shot an eight. It's the highest score he's ever had at a major uh, on the first hole. And uh, he was choked up at the end yesterday. He really wanted to – you know, this is big – Big time for these guys, these Irish. Justin, Justin Thomas sent a tweet out that was like that, you know, can't remember exactly what it said. It was like, man, that's a professional guy. Sometimes you don't make the cut, you want to go in. But he was a great ambassador for mm-hmm. the town and yep. for Northern Ireland and for the event, even though he missed the cut. And probably the worst thing that could have happened to him was missing the cut. It's like never thought in a million years he'd do that. Yep. And, so, and everybody's rooting for yeah, him. Yeah, and it's, as they said, more I more – I, the more I know him, the more I like him. I mean, he's he puts a it out there. Guy, yeah. yeah. He's just sometimes I wonder if he's got that that mindset to just go stamp stomp on somebody's throat. But, he does every once in a while. Yeah. When he wins, he he tends to route. But if it's if his putting isn't right or his chipping isn't right, it's usually his driving that that carries him. But uh, what didn't happen this week, which is sad. Uh, Patrick Harrington missed the cut from Ireland. Uh, Tiger Woods was many at uh, plus four, I do believe. He missed the cut, and as you said earlier, um, he didn't look. He obviously he was dejected, but I'm sure he got on that plane and put some heat, hot packs on and said, "You know what? I'm going to mend." You missed uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. He missed the cut too. Actually, Tiger was six over. I'm not sure about him. In what way? Um, he overanalyzes everything, and I think he's doing it to the point where it's hurting his game. Could be. Although, you know, when he was overanalyzing and he was killing it, he won, like, what, four times? Four yeah. or five times? I mean, so that's just the way he's built. And, and Phil is different the other way. So Phil missed the cut. He was plus eight. Again, if you missed it earlier, first time Tiger and Phil had played in a major event together as a pro, and and they both missed the cut. That's 83 tournaments. So the latest on Phil is he said he was feeling sluggish, he wasn't feeling right, so he went on a six-day 
bulletproof coffee fast. He lost 15 pounds in six days. He said he needed a reset. And after that would do it. Yeah, after when he finished uh, yesterday, finished seven outside the cut line, he goes, I don't know what's up with me. I can't focus. I can't do anything. I got nothing right now. So they don't know if he's going to play in Memphis or not. But uh, there's he's ever since he won the AT&T earlier, which I don't think anybody remembers he won that tournament. Yeah. Seems like forever ago, right? Um, he's been very, uh, I don't say lackadaisical, but just mediocre. He hasn't not done not good. Yeah, not yeah. good at all. And now he's finally admitting, like, you know, I, I just don't have it. I don't know what I – well, I don't know what I have, but it's not what I need. Yeah. How about that? Adam Scott missed the cut. He was a high. He was a pick pretty high. And um, go for the last one, David Duval. David Duval shot ninety-one the first day, mm-hmm. and I, At fifteen on a hole. Did he? Like I think he did. I got to look that up now. Um, yeah, it, but you know what? I got to hand it to him. He got a fourteen on a part on the number seven. Started out the day with two birdies. That's just like the the caddy guy that's that you know started with started two par and shot two a two o two. Then he got an eight on a par four. Then he got a fourteen on a par five with a bogey in between the two. It's like, here's the deal about him. This is what you got to be impressed about, though. Instead of WDing and ooh my elbow and whatever, he says, "I'm out here. I'm a professional. I'm playing eighteen holes and I'm posting a score." Yeah, good for him because a lot of guys wouldn't do that. Their vanity wouldn't allow it. So, uh, so there you go. Um, so I'm hoping for good things in the next two days. You'd like to see a, 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 a leaderboard s- smattered with some awesome names, maybe a couple I underdogs. I think they're going to get there. I think that you'll watch today is, you know, the cliche moving day. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll see Justin Rose and Brooks Kepka and hopefully Jordan all move up the line. Maybe Henrik Stenson, if he can keep it up. You know, those guys are proven veterans. Yep. You know, the one guy you you, you um, didn't bring up, Tony Finau, mm-hmm. is up at four under. He's kind of in it, too, and he's got the game for for a course like this, right? I, I think mean, so. You know, it's power, and it's, and it's you know, not very much, uh, you know, he keeps it within a grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a guy who can make a move. It hasn't done much this year in majors anyway, so... Who knows? But I think that you'll see the the cream rise a little bit today. I would hope so. I mean, yeah, you, this is this is a major. At some point, the guys have never won one. They start looking in the mirror and they go, "Boy, this is now. This is pressure. There's yep. nothing like it." And if the weather's going to change a little bit tomorrow, tomorrow that hurts you again. And if if you if your nerves are hitting you, and you're cold and you're wet and it's blowing, just might. You know, those guys who are, who are seasoned veterans who have been there before. Yep. All right, that was brought to you by the Texas Junior Golf Tour. Check it out, tjgt.com. Get your kids involved in some competitive golf. See what they got. See if they like it. And if they like it, hey, you might get a little college money going along with that. All right, up next, is putting overvalued, and do we really need sand bunkers? Two questions we'll ponder next. It is almost 9 o'clock on the ticket. T-Box out at Park Place Motor Cars in Fort Worth. That's their Mercedes-Benz dealership, Bryant Urban Road. They have rates as low as 0.99%, up to 72 months on selected models. That's pretty darn good. And you can get the brand-new GLA. It's two, uh, 250. It's their entry-level SUV, which I've driven. It's very fun. $389 month. Wow. And they have the Uber cars here, the Super cars here, too. Yep. And they got everything. All right, here. you win the lottery, you can drive right here. I'll buy every one of them. 
Hey, uh, by the way, quick follow-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, P1 Shannon did say that we were off for about a minute. Mm. I think it was the FM feed. Uh-huh. But, uh, but we're back. And then Mr. Turry, that's his Twitter handle. Uh-huh. Uh, he did post a uh, an article from Golf.com that Ricky Fowler is growing his mullet for charity. charity. So good for him. Kind of cool. It's it's quite a, a mullet too, by the way. Real quick, the Pinnacle Bank Classic. It's the new Carry Forn, whatever that thing is. I can't, I can't even, Corn Fairy, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if they were our, one of our sponsors, I'd get it right. <laughs> Christopher Ventura is leading that by one, by three over a guy named Byron Meth. That's an interesting name. But I'm getting down to it because our good buddy Edward Lohr is tied for 13th. He's at five under. So he's doing pretty well. And so is one, Conrad Schindler, who is three under. So he's tied for 24th. He started his front nine on Thursday, four over. So he's got he's gone seven under since then. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. All right, nine ten. The, maybe the pros and cons. We'll talk to a business owner on the pros and cons of a shortened work week. It's becoming more popular, and companies are having to do this to attract better talent. We'll talk about that at nine ten. But first, Pete Cowan is a very noted golf teacher. Uh, currently, his uh, students are Brooks Kepka and Gary Woodland. So he's got some major wins under his belt. He's a crusty old goat, and he'll say exactly what's on his mind. He got on one Matthew, uh, Matt Wallace, a couple weeks ago. Matt Wallace just totally aired out his caddy at the BMW International. It was awful. I mean, bad bad look, bad form, bad whatever. So this is what uh, Pete Cowan said. This is of Matt Wallace. He's a complete idiot, and the European Tour has to do something about it. It's a form of cheating because you're putting your opponent off. The best thing would have been if his caddy had dropped his bag. I'd have chucked it into the bloody lake. <laughs> but that wouldn't have done Dave McAnally, the uh, caddy, any good. Um, band, probably a little much. But, uh, yeah, bad form. These guys, and it's happening more and more, it seems like. I don't know if it's because everybody's on TV more. Right. Um, you and I have personally seen caddies uh, caddies get fired right in front of us. Right at the Four Seasons, that was interesting. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's no job security. There's no love lost when somebody is not playing well. He's got to take it out on somebody. So that right. would happen. Um, then they were asking Pete about uh, about certain ways to improve the game. Yeah. He says I, I dislike putting. It carries too much weight scoring-wise. If it were up to me, each putt would count only a half a stroke. I'll give you two golfers. Player A hits a three-iron over water to a back right pin. He hits it to 10 feet, then misses the putt. Player B hits a big pull left of the green, pitches to six feet, and holes the putt. Under my system, player A scores a two on the hole, while player B scores a two and a half. That's called justice. It would speed up the game. Thoughts? It's the most ridiculous comment ever. disagree with you you do i said i can't disagree with you more you know it's just it's yeah do i like putting putting to me is the least favorite part of a game it's more fun just to swing you know out yes. of your shoes and and hit some crazy uh you know flip wedges you know and 
And putting just seems like, okay, I, I've ruined more holes by my putting than anything else. And if you I know can, what? You've, you've, you've made some good holes, too. You made it a 45-foot putt yesterday for Eagle. Right. So I know. And go the other way, too. It's part of the game. It's part, you know, the whole thing about, about the, the game of golf is you, you got to be well-rounded. you got to be able to get the ball in the hole. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the game. You need to get the ball in the hole. And, and to take away putting, I know. the craziest thing in the entire world. But I will say this, and I, I think a lot of other players would agree, practicing putting it might be the biggest beating in the world. For most of us, yes. And I think mostly because after a while, your back just gets tight. Well, it's not only that. It's like you said. It's, it's tedious. It's not as fun. It's, it's tedious. Bombing a, a ball if you can do that. Right. Okay, here's this other one I found a little more uh, little more interesting. If I were designing a golf course, I would make it shorter, more interesting by doing away with the bunkers as pros no longer find them a hazard. By and large, yeah. I mean, if you're in a pot bunker, everybody finds that. Right pretty pretty dicey they've become far too good at playing out of them the sand is pristine and they are raked every time a ball enters the bunker so i would make them all grass bunkers i would grow different lengths of grass in each bunker to make them more difficult but at least the amateurs especially the ladies wouldn't fear going for the green and would speed up play kind of on board with him for a couple reasons one the maintenance to keep bunkers pristine is Maybe the biggest expense for golf courses. They're, mm-hmm. they're putting these better billy bunkers and putting in that nice sand and everything. It's $400,000, half a million dollars maybe. And then you still got to redo them after a while. Uh, you lose sand, you got to replace that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, they frame holes really well. Mm-hmm. So maybe what you do is you have grass bunkers and you paint them. Just paint them white. Okay, when you brainstorm, the the rule is no idea is a bad idea. Uh-huh. I can't. <laughs> Thank you, Kern. Kern's cracking up. Paint white grass to make it. Th- I, if you I, want, I know, if you I, want to frame a hole, like that's I, all I'm saying. Yes, I, I, you know, I, I look at and I'll single out a course because I like the course, uh, Cleburne Golf Club. Uh-huh. When they built it, they decided not to do bunkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really is a it really is a nice layout, and mm-hmm. it's fun. Lake Arlington doesn't have any bunkers, but it it does lose something in the framing of the course. That's you, why I would paint it. And I, man, you you know how much you'd have to paint because grass grows. So you paint it, and all of a sudden the grass grows, and especially in the middle of summer right now, it's growing. Well, you're gonna have to paint it again tomorrow. Well, here's my so here's my coming inconsistent from. painting. I'm not like I said, you can't. There's no bad idea when you're brainstorming. Um, I'm just thinking would, outside the box. A it, bit. Yes, it would really help golf courses if they did, if they could get rid of their bunkers and what it would it would all and if you could pass it back down to the to the consumers, uh-huh. we could all play golf less expensively. Mm-hmm. We could all enjoy the game a little bit more because high handicap amateurs have trouble in a bunker. There's so many good benefits to taking bunkers out of the game mm-hmm. for all for a lot of us, but. Or you do this. There's a couple of things, and I you brought up a really good point that I didn't think about. You still got to mow the grass every time yeah. you mow the grass. Yeah. You know, then you'd have to redo it. But there's got to be a way to frame something so you still can see it. Now, in in the in the winter time, mm-hmm. most of the golf courses now paint. have stopped overseeding, and they will paint their greens. And it looks great. And it looks They'll fine. paint their fairways. And they. And they putt good because yeah. the grass is dormant. It's not growing. There's no inconsistencies. All you got to do is roll them once, and they're fine. They're painting fairways now instead of overseeding. 
Yeah, nobody's overseas. Well, very few are overseas. Yeah, but now. they paint them now. Somebody yeah. paint them, and it's a great contrast. It's I love that. The 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 paint just wears. I know. Worse, and I think it would look really bad. All of a sudden, you're you didn't paint today, and it's like, I I, I that's not that's hey, not many the best idea. As and many I, different I, strains as, uh, of grasses they're coming out with. Come out with a hybrid white grass. You know what? There's an idea. There's or yellow idea. or whatever. Just something yeah. because there is something crazy about looking at a golf hole that's just all green. I mean, yeah. it just you have no. Where's the fairway? You know, I don't know. It's it's interesting that way. And the other thing too. As far as bunkers go, what a lot of courses are going to, one, shallower bunkers, which makes a lot of sense. You need less sand. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for people to get out. It's still a problem. And the yeah. uh, the, the wet, inclement weather doesn't aff- adversely affect Yeah, you have those big much. walls yeah. and all the, all the uh, sand washes out. That's yeah. one. And, and the other one is every course designer is enamored with bunkers because it looks awesome. I remember uh, maybe six, seven, eight years ago. I'll bring out, I'll single out Cowboys. They were they had to redo their bunkers, and mm-hmm. what they decided to do is they cut the amount of bunkers in half. Every course does that when that, they redo on that golf course. Every course does. And I I challenge you to notice. Okay, you, you know what else? I, you know what else I get really rid of? I get rid of fairway bunkers. I think they're a beating for your typical amateur. Yeah, but player. it does frame the course. Put some there. Put, put my the... white grass there, or do <laughs> whatever it is. But here's the thing: you want to speed golf along. And I look at guys; they don't know how to rake a bunker. I mean, as as Pete Cowan said, you know what? You know what I think it is on the other side, though, Rick. I'll, I'll give you this: um, you want to you want to go play a, a premium golf course that's got the most, you know, all the whistles and bells. Go play Cowboys. Go mm-hmm. play Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. If you want to go play golf. At its, you know, most um, basic basic level, and go out and have a good time. Go play Lake Arlington. Go play Cleburne. Go yep. play the courses that don't have bunkers in them. And and I think that's a that's a fair assessment of that's what you should be able to do. And maybe we should say, okay, define what you are. Golf courses. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lake Park. Lake Park's got, I bet, ten, fifteen bunkers on the entire golf mm-hmm. course. Take them out. Take them out. So you know what. Maintenance-wise, it's going to be way easier. It's um, this course is what it is. Get the white grass out, baby, and take them out. And now say Lake Park. Hey, in its purest sense, there's no bunkers. Come play a nice golf course. There's still some water hazards on Lake Park, yeah. especially on back nine. But but the maintenance, yeah, it's the beating for most golfers, especially when the, when you have big high lips. I mean, those things just hurt. Yep. They, they. I mean, I don't know. I was in a couple yesterday that I had no shot, no shot at all, and. And and it was one was a fairway bunker, and it says at some point it's penal. It very it mm-hmm. was for me, but uh, anyway, it's just a couple of thoughts. The first one's pretty inane, but I think the second one has a little bit of merit to it. Boy, if, I'd look at, if you looked at if you went to one of these management companies, you went to Club Corp and uh-huh. said, you know what, look at your P and L and look at your maintenance budgets. Yep. And take out you're going to spend a couple million or whatever it's going to cost this year. Take out all the bunkers and all 84 of your clubs. Uh huh. And then look at your P&L next year if nothing else changes. I mean, people are still going to play golf. They're not going to stop playing because there's no bunkers. Right. Um, and let me tell you something. Grass bunkers ain't easy. No. I've seen those around uh, the TPC Four Seasons. For a they pro have yeah. and for a good player, they probably like them less. Yeah. For the amateur, they like them more by a mile. How about this? And to his point, the the bunkers are usually so good. Like the ones at Craig Ranch yesterday were awesome. The ones at Colonial, sometimes they're better 
lies than you get in the fairway. Yes. And so if if a pro has a choice. Not fairway, but in the rough, for sure. If a pro has a choice of leaving it in the gunch around a green where it's very dicey to chip from or aim to a bunker, something will aim for the bunkers. It's as easier long as you're in the middle it. of it, right? Yeah. yeah, as long as you're not on, you know, buried or whatever. But uh, I don't know. Interesting, as, as things evolve, and to your point, every time a course redoes, uh, does a, uh, a redo, they always take out bunkers, at least half of them. You know, it's interesting that one of the swan songs of Jay Morish was, uh, do we got to go? No, we got to go. All right. I'll tell this story another time. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do it 930. All right. It is uh, 912 on the ticket. Up next, yay, nay, four-day work week. Leaders yet to tee off at the British Open today. Third round play is advancing at Royal Portrush. Byers Barricades and Online Trading Academy brings you this ticket ticker. J.B. Holmes and Shane Lowry hold the lead coming into today at 8 under. They tee off at 9.50 local time. They're being chased by Tommy Fleetwood and Lee Westwood at 7 under. Justin Rose and two other golfers at 6 under. And a whopping 12 golfers tied for 8 at 5 under. Ranger Skid continues. It's at five straight losses after last night's 4-3 defeat by Houston. Texas starter Mike Miner got into trouble early, but wanted to work his way out of the hole. Well, I had a couple quick innings, so I knew that they were helping me out with pitch count. So I was hoping that they would send me back out there to get, try to get seven, since I did give up the four pretty early. I at least thought I kept us in the game for a while there, and we got Verlander out after six. Miner made it through seven innings, striking out ten Astros. The middle game of this series is today at 6-10. Other MLB news, the Padres are calling up top pitching prospect Adrian Morion from AA Amarillo today. The 20-year-old lefty will join the Padres' bullpen. San Diego will have to make a corresponding 40-man move before their games with the Cubs this afternoon. That's the Ticket Ticker. I'm Samuel Hale on Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. Thanks, P1s, for getting behind us and making this thing go for 25 years and many more to come. Hashtag Ticket 25 from Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. Right at 9.30, some prop bets that were issued this week for the British Open. See how those are doing. And one golfer was caught with a non-conforming driver. I have issues and questions, and there's all sorts of stuff I want to talk about that. I could Let's do that first. So Let's do it. When we are there, because... First, we got some weather. Uh, we got a sponsor back at the station. The Just Online saying. Trading Academy. There you go. And idealgolfer.com. Today's going to be 98. In fact, it's not, I don't see anything in the hundreds till maybe August 3rd. You know, this week last year Mm -hmm. was the week we set the records where it was 108 or 109 every single day. Well, luckily not this year. I mean, let's think of the difference between 88 degrees and 98 degrees. It's, It's, I mean, can you imagine 10 more degrees of when we were playing yesterday? Mm Mm-hmm. No. no. It must have been. I mean, it was oppressive last week, last year. It's going to be 98 tomorrow, then no more than 95, and that's on Monday. Maybe a spot of rain on Monday, and that's it. Yeah. So a lot of more good golf in store. <clears throat> hey, by the way, before we get into uh, your um, mm-hmm. your work week question, you got concert tonight, right? I do. Well, I figured we'd do that at the mix. Oh, okay. Yeah. Had some fun with that. But I saw this in USA Today. And it's something that if I was running for office, I would, I think it would be a popular um, platform. And that would be shortening the work week to four days. There's a lot of us that already work 10 hours a day. So what's four days a week? 
or you maybe work one day at home or, or something like that. But a lot of companies, because the the unemployment rate is so low and there's so much competition for good workers, they're having to come up with different ways to entice more than just money. And the latest one is there are companies that are going to four-day work weeks. And what, how they do it is is they have uh, they do half the employees work Monday and half the employees work Friday. So you always have somebody there. You rotate. And I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Um, there's no cut in pay. And, you know, as long as – since there's so much telecommuting these days, people are, are – as long as you get your work done – who cares how long it takes? I don't care if you stay up till midnight. I don't care if you do it in three hours. If you get it done, you're doing your job, then why does it matter? And it's becoming really popular for, uh, uh, like, ZipRecruiter job openings. The four-day work weeks are up 67% so far this year. Um, that's a jump of that 65% was last year in 51 in 2017. Now, to the other side, and this is probably to Craig's side. When you're in a highly competitive business, what do you do against the companies that say, you know what, our business needs five days a week, no matter what? What do you say to that? You know, I think it's a lot easier for this to work on a bigger company than it is for a small company. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's the and that's the problem. A smaller company. I mean, what would I do if we? I mean, if if we went to four day work weeks, we don't have the the depth of the company to be able to cover half the people on Monday, half the people on Friday, it would cost us money. Hmm. Maybe. I think if you if you staffed the company right so there was duplication, um, I think it's doable. Uh, I think, like for me, every once in a while I'll take, a, I'll take this show off. And to me, it's and then I'll take either a Friday or Monday off, and it's a true three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. Man, that feels good. It really is refreshing. It feels mm-hmm. because back when our kids were young, Saturday was ridiculous. Saturday, get up, do this show, then have to go traipse them around everywhere to soccer practice or hockey or dance or whatever, and then Sunday I would just, I would just decompress. I would just pass out, yeah. and then start it all over again on Monday, and you can't really go anywhere. Um, I think if you're a responsible worker and you can get your work done, leave it up to the worker and see how it goes. Try it. I mean, I don't know. There's people at our company that only work four days a week. I mean, it, it happens. So I think there's something to it if you can be responsible. Yeah, it, it's tough. It's a smaller company. It's, it's tough. I'm not saying it's easy to, to let it to let it happen. There are people that are at certain positions that you you, you don't have cover, and you can't, and you have. To I'm not saying it. every company can do this. Yeah. I'm saying more companies more, could. Yeah, I mean, or in my mind, I think you take it in a different way. Give your employees something to rally behind. Like when I started this company, I always said, "Family first. Mm-hmm. You never miss anything, family." Okay. So if you need to go watch your kid play hockey mm-hmm. or you need to go whatever it is, right? it's family first. Mm-hmm. And we'll cover you for that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. That's That was my mantra. And that right. That's a good one. So it's not, look, I can't do a four-day work week because I can't afford to add the depth. Mm-hmm. I understand. But I can say, look, <laughs> make sure you leave at 4 o'clock to go see your kid play volleyball or to see, you know, take your wife to the doctor, whatever it is, and we'll cover you for that and don't worry about it. We'll, we'll cover that. So, yeah, I'm not, and I'm not. Believe me, I'm not doing this. To put you on the spot. I'm saying because you're an entrepreneur, 
and you've started a company, and I see there's there's days when you just need a mental health day. Yeah. You know, it has nothing to do with family. You just need to take off. And sometimes we'll go play, use half a day to play or half, you know, play around a golf. Mm-hmm. And that way, so at least it, it changes it up a little bit because one of the other studies they said was when people have less time to get their work done, they're much more efficient. They don't waste as much yeah. time. And I think there's I will, a lot to I that. I will tell you in the world of attorneys, the most money I ever spent with attorneys when I was using them was the guy who was the cheapest. Just took him longer to get his job done. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, the guy who was most expensive was way more efficient, and it cost me less money. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like he was twice the price, but it didn't matter. It cost right. me less money. So to your point, yes, if, you know, give a busy person work to do, they'll figure it out. Um, Fact, I'm, I'm thinking that if you had a half a day to get your job done, you could do Every it. day? Yes, you could do it. I guarantee people could do it because I read studies all the time how much people kind of browse around the Internet for a while. Then they'll get something done. Then they'll browse a little more. Then they'll look at Twitter. They'll browse. It's, so part of it is just the access to social media. Here's the other thing I noticed. Back in the day, if you didn't have an office with a door and you had to make a personal call, what did you do? The reason I ask is I see more people in our office complex since Talk, they, we talking had a, on a cell phone. We had a big company just reloc- mm-hmm. temporarily relocated to our office. Right. Yeah. And what they'll do, you'll see a lot of people talking on cell phones. Outside. Outside. Yeah. And what did people do back then? I don't even remember. I don't know. Because I, I didn't have an office all the didn't time. Didn't take personal calls, I guess. I don't know, but sometimes you kind of have to. Yeah. The offices weren't as open as they are now. Because if you think about it, they're all like open. Uh-huh. There's no you have the cubicle shorter bits. walls. Yeah, you had bigger walls. The cubicles had, I don't know, that faux sure carpet on it. Right. But no, I just notice it more and more every time I go out to take a quick walk or go to the go to the restroom, whatever. I'll see two or three people yeah. out there talking to somebody, and they're de- definitely not in their office. So anyway, some work stuff might work for some people, might not for others. Um, but it's something to always keep your mind on. All right, it is uh, 927 on the ticket. Up next, one uh, noted player got caught with a non-conforming club. We got a lot to get to on that. Talk about that next. Bucks. Think about playing Saturday on a Saturday at a course like Thorn Tree. Yeah, Thorn Tree's for, awesome. For 99 bucks. And you get the entire tournament experience. You get a you get a shirt, a dozen balls, all the goody stuff. Closer to the holes. Close to the holes. You get a hole in one for, for ten grand at hundred yards. And yards. get a little Johnny Walker and kettle one. Nice. Yeah, so we're gonna be so plowed that day. We're gonna have fun that day in our hole? For June Johnny Walker and Kettle One? We're gonna have to pick one. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe you go to Johnny Walker, I go to Kettle One. I'm a vodka drinker. I can't drink the hard stuff. It's all hard stuff, baby. That's what's so good about. So check it out. We're at the greatness of Park Place Motor Cars in Fort Worth on Bryant Urban Road, kind of near Mira Vista Golf Club. And uh, we'll be here till 10. They have great deals going on. Get your car washed if you have a Park Place uh, vehicle. could be from anywhere. And they have a brand-new GLA 250. That's the entry-level SUV, which is really fun to drive. And it's only $389 a month. Check that out. We'll mix with uh, Country Force at 9.50. If they'll mix with us now that they're, you know, afternoon drive <laughs> show and we're just piddly weekend show. We'll see if they uh, talk to us. 
But the uh, Open is going on right now, and one player, Xander Shoffley, is 300 for the day. He's at 600. He's only two back of J.B. Holmes and Shane Lowry will be teeing off here in a little bit. Um, Jordan Spieth has already teed off. He just birdied number two. Okay, very good. So he'll be going to six under. Brooks Kepka is five under. But I bring up Xander Shoffley because earlier this week, something happened to him that hasn't happened to anybody yet. And that was uh, the RNA did a random test on his driver, and they come to find out it was non-conforming. Didn't say why. It was just probably it's probably that coefficient of restitution where it's too much. It's it's funny. I still don't understand. It's supposed this. to be point eight three. What I don't understand. That's the only club they have that on that limitation right. you can have that's why three woods can be had such a hot face you can make right. that whatever the hell you want and if you put if you make that down on 11 degree that's why that's why stenson knocks the crap out of his mm-hmm. i'm convinced of that anyway it was the first time that's happened and this is shoffley's reply he said i had a little bit of a run-in with them because they only test 30 players i thought it was a little bit unfair I'll gladly get up my dri- give up my driver if it's non-conforming, but there's still 130 other players in the field that potentially have a non-conforming driver as well. And I had to go find another driver. If you played any type of golf or wa- listen to any of the pros, they'll tell you as much as as meticulous as golf companies are, the chances of you finding an exact driver like the one you love, it's not easy. Well, here's the thing, he I like Xander, mm-hmm. but he's wrong there. Rules are rules. You may not like the rules, but rules are rules. No, he's not talking about the rules. He's talking about the fact they didn't do everybody. Well, so somebody else could be getting away with murder. They don't get everybody when they're spe- when they're speeding either. It's it's you can't if you if you can't test them all, you have to select. But here's the thing: if I was testing him and he was non-conforming, then I would I would go to the next level. And every guy who's using his driver on tour, yep. I'd test them. Well, right? yeah, because here's the problem. Um, they told him on Tuesday, so he had to go scramble to get another driver. That's That plays with these guys' minds. Remember when Jim Furyk caved in his driver face, which I can't imagine him doing it? <laughs> yep, and then he switched to another club company and, and then never found the right driver. No, yeah. no. So that to me is, is part of the issue is um, you either give people enough time or you test everybody. But here's the problem. It's not Xander's fault. They're giving drivers, they're giving their pieces of equipment from that from those equipment trucks. Yeah, right. How do you but test it's, that? It's just the same thing where I mean I, I'm sorry, it's it you're right. I mean it, it it's unfortunate that he had a non conforming driver, but here's the thing. If you gave me a supplement mm-hmm. and said it was all good and this is what it is, and all of a sudden I get drug tested and I have something bad in my system, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, rules are rules and it's still on me. So, and even on the driver, at the end of the day, it's still on me. Okay, this is what I don't know. Um, how do you test for that? Is it just a little, you know, you put the, it's almost like a pendulum where there has to be a certain bounce off the club face? Because if that's the case, every every equipment truck should be able to do that. I, I was told that it's a complicated test, and that's why they don't do them all. Huh. And that's why the PGA Tour even stopped. Well. But. I don't know. You're above my pay grade here. We're talking <laughs> about it, but um, but you know, if you're not using the, if you're not using the right equipment, then it still falls on you. It still does. I don't. Yeah, I don't disagree. 
I just uh, I I'm just not saying it's I'm not saying it's not. You know, I don't know whether also the chief marketing officer of Callaway resigned right after that, that too. Yeah. Not sure if they if they're connected or not. Nah, he um, has nothing to do with the technology side. He has to do with the PR side. Yeah. Well, so what does he I, have to I do ju- with I, I don't know, and but I but I do know that this is more of a this should be a more of a black eye for Callaway than for Xander. But you know, it's still I don't. If I was a PGA Tour player, and this was the rule. And I knew I was coming to RNA, and they were going to test. I would probably go to Callaway or go to whoever club I'm using. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. No, that's perfectly valid thing to do, especially since if I like this club, if this is my favorite club of all time, maybe there is something a little funky with it. Yeah, (laughs) maybe that's why I'm getting ten extra yards or something, right? (laughs) Because it has nothing to do with the shaft. No, you can put whatever shaft you want in there, but on that club face, I thought it was kind of interesting. So they had some prop bets this week, real quick. Uh, will there be a first-time champion? Right now, it's looking pretty good, eh? It, well, yeah, so far. Well, uh, your top four players are all would all be first-time uh, winners. Yep, major winners. Yep, um, and it would be the first time that all it would be every major was won by an American, but different Americans. Uh, if an American wins, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, age of the champion over twenty twenty-nine and a half or under. The average age of a U, of a British Open winner is the highest of all of all the majors, thirty six years old. Wow! Yeah, U.S. Open and the uh, I think it's the last ten years. I guess twenty nine and a half accounts for Kepka. Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Being twenty nine. Uh, headgear worn by the champion. Hat or cap? That's minus two thousand. <laughs> so the chances are pretty good, right? A visor plus a thousand. No headgear or headwear. Twenty five hundred. Only knew two in the field: Darren Clark and Robert Rock. Those are the only two guys that weren't wearing hats this week. That's not. That's not a very good bet then. Yep. Who will be? Who will the champion hug first? I like this one. Wife or girlfriend plus one hundred and fifty. Child two fifty. Wife girlfriend holding child plus three hundred. <laughs> Parent. Plus six fifty, no hug. Plus eight hundred, so the best is wife girlfriend. Funny, probably, yeah, I'd probably take that. About too. about caddy, I didn't say anything about a caddy. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Will any player shoot all four rounds in the sixties? No, minus twelve hundred. So you have to put up uh, one hundred twenty to win a hundred. Is that right? Is that how that works? I always forget how that works with the. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, most strokes recorded on any hole over a hundred or eight and a half. That was bested pretty early <laughs> by poor David Duval, right? Cut line one forty four. It was right there. It was one forty three, I thought. Uh, so let me see. It was seventy one, one forty two plus one. Yeah, one forty three. Yeah. So that was pretty close. These guys know what the heck they're doing. Yeah. Will there be an albatross? Not yet. Nope. Minus 400 is a no. Will Tiger Woods make the cut? Huh. You had to bet $300 to win 100. It was not a good bet. Not a good bet. You know, this may be the first time that he wasn't like the, while he was playing and playing, you know, that he wasn't the 
odds one favorite or close. Yeah, it was Rory, then Brooks, then DJ, then I think Tiger and he was, Justin. He was pretty far like out of there. Uh-huh. It's like, you know. That was right on. Pretty spot on. So there you go. Some prop bets and some non-performing oh, no. clubs. Kepka just had about a 50-foot foot for eagle. I thought he made it. Mm. Would have been a typical Kepka putt, right? I love him. All right. Up next, let's mix with Country Force. And I'm going to a concert tonight that I think I'm excited about. We'll talk about uh-huh. that next. Fun time today at a Park Place Motor Cars in Fort Worth. You want a Mercedes? They have it. You want some really sweet pre-owned cars? They have it. And I want to thank uh, George Johnson, the GM out of here. Also Nolan. Nolan Bedford for their hospitality. Next week will be at Crest Cars in uh, Frisco. Quick update of leaderboard before we bring on Country Force. Tommy Fleetwood is now tied for the lead, 8-under, along with J.B. Holmes and Shane Lowry. So every golfer is on the course now. Jordan Spieth is 2-under through 3, so he's only a shot back, along with Justin Rose, Lee Westwood. Uh, Kepka's one back them. Right. He birdied, he birdied two. Mm-hmm. He's got a birdie putt now on three. That Henrik, Henrik Stenson is 6-under. Justin Thomas, 5-under. So okay, so Matt Kuchar, 5-under. Our picks last week... I picked Kepka to win. I picked Rose. I'm sticking with it. I picked you Rose. picked Rose. Mm-hmm. I think you're sticking with that, too. They're both playing well. Uh-huh. And my dark horse was Henrik Stenson. Yep. And yours was? I can't remember. Did you say Xander? Maybe, Maybe yeah. I think I did. I think both of those were good picks. All right. We so stayed we away go. from the guys who missed the cut. And my everybody's in contention. You never know. So there you go. There's some very learned. Uh, so we didn't pick J.B. Holmes, and we didn't pick Sugar Shane Lowry. No, we did not. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Kern out of your engineering, doing a fine job as always, back at the station. Just Sam Madison, doing everything expertly well, and also um, Samuel Hale, doing those tickers, political Samuel Hale. All right, now we bring on Country Force, who I'm not sure they're going to want to mix with us because, because now yeah. they're drive timers. Yeah, we don't mix with the hoi polloi anymore. Ah, we're back where we belong. So Saturdays, was the, uh, 10 to noon. How was the exalted status of uh, drive time? It's fun, man. Yeah, we had a good time. Yes. Did you get to use their dressing rooms? and. <laughs> no way. We had yeah, a dress they... in the closet. Yeah, the, the hardline green room is off limits <laughs> yes. for us. And leave the key. Hmm. No, well, it, it was fun. So how was, how was it filling up four hours a day? It's... That's what I was Daunting. Wondering. Well, this time of year, there's not a whole yeah. heck of a lot going on. Luckily, we had a little British Open to talk about a couple of days. We we had a few guests that killed some segments that helped us out. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was good. You and fi- then you, you mix in E! News and Community Quick Hits, and, and it, it flies by. You review, you review Gus the field goal kicking I don't know mule. why you keep bringing that up. Worst movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I got through about half that segment. Oh, that's that's oh, more man. than I made it through. I think I've seen it once. I think. Thing. But uh, tonight, yeah, where are you going for? Due to the just... generosity of Craig, or maybe because nobody else wanted him, I'm going to the Pavilion at Toyota Music Factory tonight, and I'm going to see whatever's left of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, <laughs> whatever's left of the Moody Blues, whatever's left of Asia, and whatever's left of Yes. What do you think the average age at that show is going to be? Me and above, sixty-two and over. <laughs> And there'd be a lot of gray-haired ponytails out there for some oh, reason. Oh, for that sure. Place, that place attracts them like nobody. 
and they always they're in various states. There'd be a couple guys there with an oxygen uh, tank right next to them. <laughs> Went to one concert with that. The, the um, local Cracker Barrel is just going to be overwhelmed about four o'clock with the early bird special. <laughs> it's kind of like what time's the concert start? Right, six thirty. You know, one. You know what? Yeah. That's too. That's too late. You go to going all the people. way to the crack of four thirty. Yep. This says it's going to end at ten forty eight. Which I will say one thing about the Music Factory: ten forty eight. Boy, that's they so specific. They are awesome. They are specific. When you want to start a concert at six thirty or eight or whatever it is, it's starting then. And there's only five minutes in between acts. Okay, so here's here's an interesting. So I went to a concert this past week, and I see my salesperson at the Toyota Music Factory. Uh-huh. And I said, "All right, so what's on the agenda? I haven't been that enamored this year. Some good shows, but not been that enamored." And she goes, "Oh, there's one coming. I can't tell you about, uh, but it's going to be our biggest." I said, "Really?" Hmm. And I said, "Um." What era? <laughs> what era? You know, is it you know, dinosaur? She, well, it's like is it a, you know a seventies group, an eighties group, nineties? To- Tommy good. Dorsey. She said it's current, and uh, I said, "Oh," and I said, "Well, I guess that, that's not that kind of rules me out for interested." She goes, "Oh no, you're going to want to go to this Backstreet Boys." Hmm. Intriguing. I wouldn't say like, they're that's current. Really current. Are they? <laughs> well, they're touring. So they again. announced it. They announced Jonas it, Brothers. They announced it yesterday. That Jonas Brothers is going to like. Uh, Bigger, yeah. Okay. They announced it yesterday. You tell me, a because I don't know this person very well. Is it Pancho Barraza? I see him on the schedule. <laughs> it's not Pancho Barraza. I don't know who that is. Um, but I also didn't really know who this was. Casey Musgraves. Oh, she's hot. Oh, oh yeah, that for sure. Big country western Jug singer. Jug she wins a lot of all awards. over that. George yeah, stalks she... her. Who does? George. <laughs> Dunham. I think he stalks her. She's really good. Yeah, is she? she is. Yeah, I, fine. I've lifted on her. Lift, lifted. Whoa, you to her on excuse Spotify. Me? Yeah. Uh, no, she's really good. Yeah, she's kind of a kind of a Carrie Underwoodish type. Okay, really good yeah, music. She's got a little more edge to her. Yeah, but I'm saying is that genre? She crosses over from country she's to. She's coming stuff. October 10th and 11th, mm-hmm. and it's the they're going to open up the outdoors. That's the interesting thing about your concert tonight, <laughs> is they're going to have the grass open for that one. Oh, really? really? No, yeah. There'll be heat strokes aplenty. Oh, trust yeah. me, there'll be grass open all right. Yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. see how sold out Some that psychedelics at right that now. concert. Oh, man, it's going to be contact high city. So, yeah. Craig, Friday, August 2nd, will you be attending Hammer's House Party featuring Sir Mix-a-Lot, Kid and Play, Two Live yeah, he'll Crew? Be he'll be there. There I'll is be there. no question I'll be there. Be there. Really? Yes. Absolutely. All right. I guess I'll just have to reach out to, to Kid to see if he can get me some tickets. Well, I mean, I, I'm not sure my wife will want to go with me. <laughs> yeah, she but, might. Sir Mix but, she's not a two-live crew fan? <laughs> oh, wow, Rick. This concert is very well sold out tonight. Really? Yes. There well, you are know what? very, very few seats available. I, was surprised. I forgot how many hits Asia had. Asia. They had that big first album or something, right? Yeah. So when we got these season tickets and I started to go to these concerts, I started to look on Wikipedia about all the bands and Mm -hmm. stuff and the history. The interesting thing you'll watch is how many – Asia is just a group of guys who have been in every other band. Okay. Are they Asian? Part of them were in Yes. Part of them were in – Traveling Wilburys? Yeah. Okay. And you'll notice that you're going to see them go from one band to the other. That's why there's only five minutes in between acts. Yeah. Yeah. So – it's cool. 
Like I saw the Rock the Yacht concert last week. Are you proud of that? And, well, yeah, it was actually better than I any of you guys thought it would be. But at the end, Peter Beckett was on, and he's like, yeah, because he was the lead singer of Player. Okay. He said, yeah, but I spent seven years as the uh, lead singer of Little River Band. There you go. So it's like, okay. A lot of cross-pollination. Yeah, a lot of it. So All right. So, well, yeah. I'm interested. I like all the bands. I'm just like, I want to see who's left. I want to see. I think there's only one guy left in Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yep. Uh, Palmer. Maybe, couple, I liked them. Yeah, I, I thought too. they were really good music. A couple music. people in Yes, maybe. Well, John Anderson's not because he has his own. You can go right. see John Anderson's Yes. So I'm going yes wind. Li- so I'll see Yes Light. Probably I don't know. I, that might be Yes Heavy. But they're playing John for, Anderson's Yes but Light. But they're playing for two hours. They have two hours of hits. That one fell flat. Yes. I'm not so sure Yes does. They, You know, they had... They had well, kind of a split thing because they were well, the psychedelics, and then they got back uh, in the okay. good graces well, in the 80s. That's about 27 minutes itself, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's a true. long song right there. Yeah. By the way, we have Jordan Spieth with a putt to tie in the lead. Oh, and just missed. How's that not go in? How's that come up Behind the hole. Yeah. The bird. Yeah, he's playing well. Like I said, this could be a slump buster. Yep. I got a little heat on Spieth this week, and Rose, and Fleetwood, and Kepka. So things are looking good. Yeah, I'm getting a little heat on all of them. Who'd you bet the most on, or did you spread it out evenly? Uh, It was all pretty pretty evenly spread out, like 20 on each. But Spieth and Fleetwood's odds were both ridiculous. Yeah, well, Fleetwood doesn't do normally that great in opens for some crazy reason. But, yeah, he's, he's something. So I watched a little bit of the game last night. Shows you how bored I was. Rangers? Um, yeah. Mm. Two of, the, two of the best pitchers in baseball, I think they're second and third in ERA. Between them, they give up five home runs. And one, our guy, gave up three in a row. Yeah. Huh. That was is that, that was interesting. My, uh, minor. Minor, yeah. What would you and call a, him, Malaysia? Mike Malaysia. <laughs> is that what you just called him? No. Mike Malaysia. <laughs> What's his first name? Trade, Mike. Trade news okay. swirling around Mike Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody, the the conspiracy theorists out there thought he was trying to tank so he didn't get traded after that. You know what? I've seen crazier plans. Because <laughs> he was really mad when all that trade talk came down a couple of days ago. They were, He was like, yeah, I'm pissed off. I don't want to get traded. I didn't come here to get traded. You know, it's part of the game. I get it. Yeah. But you're giving up your number one pitcher? We've had – that was part of when we were filling in. That uh-huh. was our conversation on numerous occasions of – I mean, do you do you go with that and you just you go out and you try to get the best prospects available because maybe his value never gets any higher? Or, right. as I would like, hold on to him, hold on to Lance Lynn. You've got other pieces, trade them, and let's at least have two-fifths of the rotation ready to roll for next year. All right. Hey, well, quick note, correction, uh, P1 Ryan. We were talking about uh, one guy wants to get rid of all sand bunkers earlier in the show. And uh, we're br- bringing up Lake Arlington. No and bunkers there. Time, huh? No bunkers there at the yeah. old lake. And at one time, uh, Cleburne didn't have any. But I was stand corrected because when they did a redo uh, after Craig's played it, um, they did put in some bunkers. So we stand corrected. Thank you, yep. P1 Ryan. And one guy uh, texted, uh, tweeted and said, you know, the grass bunker is interesting if you want to paint them. Good luck trying to find your ball in a, yeah, in a white grass, white bunker. grass yeah. bunker. Yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah, but I think well, that's then you just play with uh, colored balls. Come on, Mark. There's always a workaround. 
All right, so give me one good segment. Oh, my gosh. Mm, I think we're on. fresh out. Dude, we're sleep. I was going to say, you we're sleep. replay? Oh, we could just replay all of our interviews. I said we could just, like, the Chuck Morgan one on Monday, let's just replay that three yeah. times and do that. Good. But we're sleepwalking today, oh, man. You'll be turning into, um, what was Gordon's show called? The Rant. The Rant, yeah. That's yes. what he did every Saturday. Oh, The Rant, The Orphanage, you name it. We're sleepwalking today after five days of trying to fill four hours a day. Now that's a tease. That is absolutely a tease. Please listen. Bye, boys. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC, this is Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. Accumulus Station. The Ticket. Oh, sorry. It's time to hit that merch store button on the Ticket website.